We now dedicate our production to the Black Lives Matter movement. We ask you to take a moment of silence for all black lives unjustly taken away, silenced, diminished, and excluded. This is his tent, and see where stand his guard. Courage, my masters, honor now or never, but follow me, and Edward shall be ours. What are they that fly there? Richard and Hastings, let them go. Here is the duke. The duke? Why, Warwick, when we parted, thou callst me king. Aye, but the case is altered. When you disgraced me in my embassade, then I degraded you from being king, and come now to create you Duke of York. Yea, brother of Clarence, art thou here too? Nay, then I see, that Edward needs must down. Yet Warwick, in despite of all mischance, Edward will always bear himself a king. Though fortune's malice overthrow my state, my mind exceeds the compass of her wheel. Then for his mind be Edward England's king. But Henry now shall wear the English crown, and be true king indeed, thou but the shadow. Now for a while, farewell, good Duke of York. What fates impose that men must needs abide? It boots not to resist both wind and tide. After God, thou settest me free, and chiefly therefore I thank God, and thee. Therefore that I may conquer fortune's spite by living low, where fortune cannot hurt me, and that the people of this blessed land may not be punished with my thwarting stars. Warwick, although my head still wear the crown, I here resign my government to thee, for thou art fortunate in all thy deeds, while I myself will lead a private life, and in devotion spend my latter days to sin's rebuke, and my Creator's praise. What news, my friend? That Edward is escaped from your brother, and fled, as he hears since, to Burgundy. Unsavory news. But how made he escape? He was conveyed by Richard. Duke of Gloucester, in secret ambush on the forest side. In Warwickshire I have true-hearted friends. 
those will I muster up, and thou, son Clarence, shall stir up in Suffolk, Norfolk, and in Kent the knights and gentlemen to come with thee. My sovereign, with the loving citizens, shall rest in London till we come to him. Fair lords, take leave, and stand not to reply. Farewell, my sovereign. Farewell, my Hector, and my Troy's true hope. In sign of truth, I kiss your highness' hand. Well, mind, Clarence, be thou fortunate. Farewell, sweet lords. Let's meet at Coventry. Here at the palace will I rest a while. Cousin of Exeter, what thinks your lordship? Methinks the power that Edward hath in field should not be able to encounter mine. The doubt is that he will seduce the rest. That's not my fear. My meed hath got me fame. I have not stopped mine ears to their demands, nor posted off their suits with slow delays. Then why should they love Edward more than me? No, Exeter, these graces challenge grace. And when the lion fawns upon the lamb, the lamb will never cease to follow him. A Lancaster? A Lancaster? Hark! Hark! My lord, what shouts are these? Seize on the shame-faced Henry, bear him hence, and once again proclaim us King of England. Hence with him to the tower, let him not speak, and lords, towards Coventry bend we our course, where peremptory Warwick now remains. The sun shines hot, and if we use delay, cold biting winter mars our hoped-for May. Now, by thy guess, how nigh is Clarence now? At Southam I did leave him with his forces, and do expect him here some two hours hence. Who should that be? Be like unlooked-for friends. They are at hand, and you shall quickly know. Oh, unbid spite, is sportful Edward come? Where slept our scouts, or how are they seduced that we could hear no news of his repair? Now, Warwick. Wilt thou ope the city gates, speak gentle words, and humbly bend thy knee? Call Edward king, and at his hands beg mercy, and he shall pardon thee these outrages? Nay, rather, wilt thou draw thy forces hence, confess who set thee up, and plucked thee down. Call Warwick patron, and be penitent, and thou shalt still remain the Duke of York. I thought at least he would have said the king. Or did he make the jest against his will? Is not a dukedom, sir, a goodly gift? Aye, by my faith, for a poor earl to give, I'll do thee service for so good a gift. Twas I that gave the kingdom to thy brother. Why then, tis mine, if but by Warwick's gift. Thou art no Atlas for so great a weight. And weakling, Warwick takes his gift again, and Henry is my king, Warwick his subject. But Warwick's king is Edward's prisoner, and gallant Warwick do but answer this. What is the body when the head is off? Come, Warwick, take the time, kneel down, kneel down, nay, when? Strike now, or else the iron cools. I had rather chop this hand off at a blow, and with the other fling it at thy face, than bear solo a sail to strike to thee. Sail how thou canst, have wind and tide, thy friend. This hand, fast wound about thy coal-black hair, shall, while thy head is warm and new cut off, write in the dust this sentence with thy blood. 
wind-changing Warwick now can change no more. Now lo, where George of Clarence sweeps along, of force enough to bid his brother battle. Come, Clarence, come, thou wilt, if Warwick call. Father of Warwick, know you what this means? I will not ruinate my father's house, and set up Lancaster. Why, throwest thou, Warwick, that Clarence is so harsh, so blunt, unnatural, to bend the fatal instruments of war against his brother and his lawful king. And so, proud-hearted Warwick, I defy thee, and to my brother, turn my blushing cheeks. Pardon me, Edward, I will make amends. And Richard, do not frown upon my faults, for I will henceforth be no more unconstant. Now welcome more, and ten times more beloved than if thou never hast deserved our hate. Welcome, good Clarence. This is brother-like. Oh, passing traitor, perjured and unjust. What, Warwick? Wilt thou leave the town and fight? Alas, I am not cooped here for defense. I will away towards Barnet presently, and bid thee battle, Edward, if thou darest. Yes, Warwick, Edward dares, and leads the way. Lords, to the field, St. George and victory. Ah, who is nigh? Come to me, friend or foe, and tell me who is Victor, York or Warwick? <laughs> Why ask I that? My mangled body shows. My blood, my want of strength, my sick heart shows that I must yield my body to the earth, and by my fall, the conquest to my foe. These eyes that now are dimmed with death's black veil have been as piercing as the midday sun to search the secret treasons of the world. For who lived king but I could dig his grave? And who durst smile when Warwick bent his brow? Oh, now my glory is smeared in dust and blood. My parks, my walks, my manners that I had, even now forsake me, and of all my lands is nothing left me but my body's length. Why, what is pomp, rule, reign, but earth and dust, and live we how we can, yet die we must. Brave followers, yonder stands the thorny wood, which by the heaven's assistance and your strength must by the roots be honed up yet ere night. I need not add more fuel to your fire, for well I wot, ye blaze to burn them out. Give signal to the fight, and to it, lords. Lords, knights, and gentlemen. What I should say. My tears gainsay for every word I speak, ye see. 
I drink the water of my eye. Therefore, no more but this. Henry, your sovereign, is prisoner to the foe, his state usurped. And yonder is the wolf that makes this spoil. You fight injustice. Then in God's name, lords, be valiant and give signal to the fight. Now hear a period of tumultuous broils. For Somerset, off with his guilty head. Go bear him hence, I will not hear him speak. So part we sadly in this troublous world, to meet with joy in sweet Jerusalem. Bring forth the gallant, let us hear him speak. What, can so young a thorn begin to prick? Edward, what satisfaction canst thou make for bearing arms, for stirring up my subjects, and all the trouble thou hast turned me to? Speak like a subject, proud, ambitious York. Suppose that I am now my father's mouth. Resign thy chair, and where I stand, kneel thou, whilst I propose the selfsame words to thee, which, traitor, thou wouldst have me answer to. Ah, uh, that thy father had been so resolved. That you might still have worn the petticoat, and ne'er have stolen the breach from Lancaster. Let Aesop fable in a winter's night. His courage riddle sorts not with this place. Oh, by heaven, brat! I'll plague you for that word. Aye. Thou wast born to be a plague to men. For God's sake, take away this captive scold. I know my duty. You are all undutiful. Lascivious Edward, and thou perjured George, and thou misshapen Dick, I tell ye all. Take that, the likeness of this railer here. Sprawls thou? Take that to end thy agony. And there's for twitting me with perjury. Oh, Kill me too. Marry, and shall. Hold, Richard, hold, for we have done too much. <laughs> Why should she live? To fill the world with words? What? Doth thee swoon? Use means for her recovery? Clarence, excuse me to the king, my brother. I'll hence to London on a serious matter. Ere ye come there, be sure to hear some news. What? What? Tower, the tower. Oh, Ned, sweet Ned, speak to thy mother, boy. Canst thou not speak? Oh, traitors, murderers. What's worse than murderer that I may name it? No, no, my heart will burst. And if I speak, and I will speak, that so my heart may burst. Butchers and villains, bloody cannibals! How sweet a plant have you untimely cropped! You have no children, butchers. If you had, the thought of them would have stirred up remorse. But if you ever chance to have a child, look in his youth, to have him so cut down 
as death's men. You have rid this sweet young prince. Away with her. Go bear her hence perforce. Nay, never bear me hence. Dispatch me here. Here, sheath thy sword. I'll pardon thee my death. What, wilt thou not? Then Clarence, do it thou. By heaven, I will not do thee so much ease. Good Clarence, do, sweet Clarence, do thou do it. What, wilt you not? Where is that devil's butcher Richard? Hard favored Richard, Richard, where art thou? Thou art not here, murderer is thy alms deed. Petitioners for blood, thou never pursuest back. Away, I say, I charge ye, bear her hence. So come to you and yours as to this prince. Where's Richard gone? To London, all in post, and I guess to make a bloody supper in the tower. He's sudden if a thing comes in his head. Now march we hence, and let's away to London, and see our gentle queen how well she fares. By this, I hope, she hath a son for me. Good day, my lord. What, that your book so hard? Aye, my good lord. My lord, I should say rather. Tis sin to flatter. Good was little better. Good Gluster and good devil were alike, and both preposterous. Therefore, not good lord. Mm. Suspicion always haunts the guilty mind. And I, the hapless male, to one sweet bird, have now the fatal object in my eye, where my poor young was limed, was caught, and killed. Thy son I killed for his presumption. Hadst thou been killed when first thou didst presume, thou hadst not lived to kill a son of mine. And thus I prophesy that many a thousand, which now mistrust no parcel of my fear, shall rue the hour that ever thou wast born. Thy mother felt more than a mother's pain, and yet brought forth less than a mother's hope. Teeth hadst thou in thy head when thou wast born to signify thou camest to bite the world. And if the rest be true, which I have heard, thou camest to- I'll hear no more. <clears throat> Die, prophet, in thy speech. For this, amongst the rest, was I ordained. Aye, and for much more slaughter after this. Oh, God, forgive my sins, and pardon thee. If any spark of life be yet remaining, down, down to hell, and say, I sent thee thither. I that have neither pity, love, nor fear. Indeed, tis true that Henry told me of, then since the heavens have shaped my body so, let hell make crooked my mind to answer it. And this word, love, which greybeards call divine, be resident in men like one another, and not in me. I am myself alone. 
Once more we sit in England's royal throne, repurchased with the blood of enemies. Come hither, best, and let me kiss my boy. <laughs> Young Ned, for thee, thine uncles and myself have in our armors watched the winter's night, that thou mightest repossess the crown in peace. Sound, drums, and trumpets. Farewell, sorrow annoy, for here, I hope, begins our lasting joy. Now is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer by this son of York. But I, that am not made for sportive tricks, cheated of feature by dissembling nature, why I, in this weak piping time of peace, have no delight to pass away the time, and therefore, since I cannot prove a lover, I am determined to prove a villain. Plots have I laid, inductions dangerous, by drunken prophecies, libels, and dreams. And if King Edward be as true and just as I am, subtle, false, and treacherous, this day should Clarence closely be mewed up about a prophecy which says that G of Edward's heirs the murderer shall be. <laughs> oh, oh, dive, thoughts, down to my soul. Here Clarence comes. <clears throat> Brother, good day. What means this armed guard that waits upon your grace? His Majesty, tendering my person's safety, hath appointed this conduct to convey me to the tower. Upon what cause? Because my name is George. Oh, alack, my lord, that fault is none of yours. But what's the matter, Clarence? May I know? He hearkens after prophecies and dreams. Oh. These, as I learn, and such like toys as these, hath moved his highness to commit me now. Brother, farewell. I will unto the king. Meantime, this deep disgrace in brotherhood touches me deeper than you can imagine. I know it pleaseth neither of us well. Well... Your imprisonment shall not be long. I will deliver you, or else lie for you. Meantime, have patience. I must perforce. Farewell. Simple, plain Clarence. I do love thee so, that I will shortly send thy soul to heaven. The king is sickly, weak, and melancholy and his physicians fear him mightily. He cannot live, I hope, and must not die till George be packed with post-horse up to heaven, which done, God take King Edward to his mercy and leave the world for me to bustle in. <laughs> for then I'll marry Warwick's youngest daughter. But yet I run before my horse to market. Clarence still breathes, Edward still lives and reigns, when they are gone, then must I count my gains. Set down. Set down your honorable load. If honor may be shrouded in a hearse, whilst I obsequiously lament the untimely fall of virtuous Lancaster. Poor, key-cold figure of a holy king, be it lawful that I invocate thy ghost to hear the lamentations of poor Anne, wife to thy Edward, to thy slaughtered son, 
stabbed by the self-same hand that made these wounds. Cursed be the hand that made these holes. Cursed the heart that had the heart to do it. Cursed the blood that let this blood from hence. More direful appetite that hated wretch than I can wish to wolves, to spiders, toads, or any creeping venom thing that lives. If ever he have wife, let her be made more miserable by the death of him than I am made by my young lord and thee. Come now, towards Chertsey with your holy load, taken from Paul's to be interred there. Stay you that bear the course and set it down. What? Do you tremble? Are you all afraid? Alas, I blame you not, for you are mortal, and mortal eyes cannot endure the devil. Avant, thou dreadful minister of hell! Thou hadst but power over his mortal body, his soul thou canst not have. Therefore be gone. Sweet saint, for charity, be not so cursed. Foul devil, for God's sake, hence and trouble us not. If thou delight to view thy heinous deeds, behold this pattern of thy butcheries. Oh, gentlemen, see, see dead Henry's wounds. Open their congealed mouths and bleed afresh. Oh, God, with this blood madest revenge his death. Oh, earth, with this blood drinkst revenge his death. Either heaven with lightning strike the murderer dead, or earth gape open wide and eat him quick, as thou dost swallow up this good king's blood, which his hell-governed arm hath butchered. Lady, you know no rules of charity, which renders good for bad, blessings for curses. Villain, thou knowst no law of God nor man. No beast so fierce but knows some touch of pity. <laughs> but, but I know none, and therefore am no beast. Oh, wonderful when devils tell the truth. More wonderful when angels are so angry. Vouchsafe divine perfection of a woman, of these supposed crimes, to give me leave by circumstance, but to excuse myself. Thou canst make no excuse current but to hang thyself. By such despair I should accuse myself. Didst thou not kill this king? I grant ye. Dost grant me, hedgehog? Then God grant me too. Thou mayst be damned for that wicked deed. Though he was gentle, mild, and virtuous. The better for the king of heaven that hath him. He is in heaven, where thou shalt never come. Let him thank me that hoped to send him thither, for he was fitter for that place than earth. And thou unfit for any place but hell. Yes, mm -hmm. one place else, if you will hear me name it. Some dungeon. Your bedchamber. Ill rest betide the chamber where thou liest. So will it, madam. Shall I lie with you? I hope so. I know so. But, gentle lady Anne, to leave this keen encounter of our wits and fall something into a slower method, is not the causer of the timeless death of these Plantagenets, Henry and Edward, as blameful as the executioner? Thou was the cause and most accursed effect. Your beauty was the cause of that effect. 
your beauty that did haunt me in my sleep to undertake the death of all the world so I might live one hour in your sweet bosom. Have I thought that? I tell thee, homicide, these nails should rent that beauty from my cheeks. These eyes could not endure that beauty's rack. You should not blemish it if I stood by. As all the world is cheered by the sun, so I by that. It is my day, my life. Black night or shade thy day, and death thy life. Curse not thyself, fair creature, thou art both. I would I were to be revenged on thee. It is a quarrel most unnatural to be revenged on him that loveth thee. It is a quarrel just and reasonable to be revenged on him that killed my husband. He that bereft the lady of thy husband did it to help thee to a better husband. His better doth not breathe upon the earth. He lives that loves thee better than he could. Name him. Plantagenet. Why, that was he. The self-same name, but one of better nature. Where is he? Here. Uh, Why dost thou spit at me? Thine eyes, sweet lady, have infected mine. Would they were basilisks to strike thee dead? I would they were, that I might die at once, for now they kill me with a living death. If thy revengeful heart cannot forgive, lo, here I lend thee this sharp-pointed sword, which, if thou please to hide in this true breast, and let the soul forth that adoreth thee, I lay it naked to the deadly stroke, and humbly beg the death upon my knee. Nay, do not pause, for I did kill King Henry, but t'was thy heavenly face that set me on. Take up the sword again, or take up me. Arise, dissembler. Though I wish thy death, I will not be thy executioner. Then bid me kill myself, and I will do it. I have already. Oh, well, that, that was in thy rage. Speak it again, and even with the word, this hand for which thy love did kill thy love, shall for thy love kill a far truer love. To both their deaths shalt thou be accessory. I would I knew thy heart. Tis figured in my tongue. I fear me both are false. Then never man was true. Well, well, put up your sword. Say then my peace is made. Thou shalt thou know hereafter. But shall I live in hope? All men, I hope, live so. Vouchsafe to wear this ring. To take is not to give. Look how my ring encompasseth thy finger. Even so thy breast encloseth my poor heart. Wear both of them, for both of them are thine. And if thy poor devoted servant may but beg one favor at thy gracious hand, thou dost confirm his happiness forever. What is it? That it may please you leave these sad designs to him that hath most cause to be a mourner. And presently repair to Crosby House, where, after I have solemnly interred at Chirstacy Monastery this noble king, I will with all expedient duty see you. For diverse unknown reasons I beseech you grant me this boon. With all my heart, and much it joys me too, to see her become so penitent. Bid me farewell. Tis more than you deserve. But since you teach me how to flatter you, imagine I have said farewell already. Was ever a woman in this humor wooed? 
Was ever a woman in this humor one? I'll have her. But I will not keep her long. <laughs> what? I that killed her husband and his father, having God, her conscience, and these bars against me, and I, no friends to back my suit withal, but the plain devil and dissembling looks, and yet to win her? All the world to nothing! Ha! I'll be at charges for a looking glass <laughs> and entertain a score of two tailors to study fashions to adorn my body. Meantime, I'll turn yon fellow in his grave and then return lamenting to my love. Shine out, fair son, till I have bought a glass that I might see my shadow as I pass.